Hello and welcome to The Grove Zone. You have tuned into the podcast of the Union Grove Missionary Baptist Church of Warner Robins, Georgia. At Union Grove, we are learning, serving, giving, and connecting under the leadership of our senior pastor, Dr. David Anthony Clark, Sr. For more information on Union Grove, find us on the web at www. Dot the grovewr.org. And now, here's a word from the Lord. We began a new sermon series last Sunday, which will take us through the month of May. Uh, this sermon series is entitled Unstoppable Worship. Unstoppable Worship. So we're looking at Psalm 34 for the entire month of May. We began last Sunday by looking at verses 1 and 2 of Psalm 34. And today we'll look at verse number 3. Verse number three, last Sunday, we shared a word entitled, Praise God Anyway. Today, we'll look at verse number three, where David has declared in Psalm 34 and three, O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. Last Sunday, we shared from the word, Praise God anyway. Today, we want to encourage you, magnify God anyway. Magnify God anyway. The unstoppable worshiper is very passionate about God. They are inseparable from him and fully committed to his purpose for their lives. They are relentless in becoming and accomplishing all he has ordained. Their lives are constantly a resounding yes to his will and yes to his way. Unstoppable worshipers are not distracted by their life disruptions or successes that have, that have easily pulled so many away from God. Unstoppable worshipers may struggle but survive adversity and emerge advanced in their strength, wisdom, and emotional well-being. They manipulate their troubles into cocoons from which they emerge transformed. They crawl in, but they fly out. Pharaohs and Red Seas cannot halt them. Jericho walls, fiery furnaces, and lion's dens cannot block them. Their weeping may endure for a night, but their joy comes in the morning. Persecution, shipwrecks, nor prisons can disrupt their relationship with God, nor his purpose for their lives. Crowns of thorns, nails, old rugged crosses, and borrowed graves cannot hold them down. Bombs, fire hoses, vicious dogs, jail cells, nor burning crosses can make them quit. The unstoppable worshiper may be tempted to quit, but they don't quit. The unstoppable worshiper may fall down, but they get back up. They pull down strongholds with the mighty weapons of their warfare. They fight back against the wiles of the enemy with the armor of God. Come what may, they are steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. David of the Old Testament is definitely an unstoppable worshiper. As we uh, read the words of Psalm 34, penned by David, uh, David is hiding in a cave, running from King Saul. Uh, even in your Bible, when you look in your Bible, and right up under Psalm 34, the title, it may say something along the lines of David after he ran from Abimelech or, uh, or, or Achish. For David had come into the village of King Achish and uh, he was afraid that he would be found out and turned over to Saul. And David pretended as if he had lost his mind and was run out of King Achish's presence. It is believed that at this time in David's life, 
at this, at this time in David's life that he penned the words, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And then even in today's text, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. So here, when David pens these words, when David extends this invitation, David is running for his life. He's a young man, possibly between the ages of 25, 30 years old. David is out of work, unsure if he'll ever see his wife again, sheltered in place in a cave, dealing with family drama with his father-in-law, who is also his boss. David, by this time, has been anointed, and he is destined to become the next king over all of Israel. David is looking at a new normal now and even when this is over. Yet he is empowered to focus on God despite what he's going through. And while David is running from King Saul, he cannot call 911. He cannot file a lawsuit for sexual harassment or racial, gender, or age discrimination or anything of the like. He cannot contact the county or, or state district attorney. He has no advocate anywhere. Saul is unlimited in power. There is no one to hold the king accountable. As David runs from King Saul, David needs a big God. So he ushers, he, he extends this invitation. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I just want to raise a couple of questions for us and we're going to raise up. First question is, what did David have in mind? What, what, what is David talking about? What does he expect us to do as he challenges and exhorts all of us to magnify God and exalt his name? That word magnify comes from the Hebrew word gadol, gadol, which means to grow, become great or important, to promote, to make powerful, to praise or magnify, do great things. David may be challenging uh, his audience then and now to, to promote God, to grow God. To, to grow God up. We'll deal with that some more in a moment. David, by the word exalt, the word exalt comes from the Hebrew word room, W, I'm sorry, R-U-W-M, pronounced room. It means to rise, to rise up, uh, to be high, to be lofty, to be exalted, or, or to be set on high, to, to be erected up to a high place. It can also mean to grow up. So what David is challenging his audience to do is to expand or raise God up in our thinking. Certainly God cannot, cannot grow up. David is not telling us to, to help God grow. David is not telling us to help God grow up. David is telling us to, to promote God in our thinking, uh, to exalt God in our thinking, to make him bigger and more powerful and more important in how we see him and how we approach him or what we expect him to do. The truth is, y'all, the truth is we can see him as weaker than he is in our minds. We can reduce him and even remove him from our mental playlists. No worshiper is exempt from going through situations that may provoke us to diminish God in our minds. The appeal to magnify and exalt the Lord is simply to make God greater, to make, to make God greater in your thinking, in your mind, to make, to, to make God more important in your life and more powerful in your situation. Because how we see God is so important. Many times it's a reflection of how we have been taught to see God. How we have been taught to see God. And sometimes uh, there, there, there are some things that we go through 
where what we have been taught in Sunday school, what we've been taught through preaching, what we have been taught through Bible study uh, may not quite do the trick. We, we need some experiential learning. We, we need to step into the classroom of life. Some of you may remember uh, Kevin Hart told this one bit about his daddy coming to a school when he was growing up in school. And Kevin Hart said his daddy would come to the school and be all loud and say, all right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. And I believe God says the same thing to his children, that when we're going through storms, when we're going through pandemics, when we're going through uh, situations in our health and situations on our jobs, that's God stepping in saying, all right, all right, all right, y'all going to learn today. Y'all going to learn just how awesome God is, how mighty God is, how up close God is, how attentive God is. All right, all right, all right. Somebody's going to learn today how faithful God is, how, how much God cares, how much God loves you. And sometimes it takes the situations, our storms, our pandemics for us to see God more clearly than we have ever seen him before. Jacob knew God to be omnipotent. Jacob knew God to be omnipresent, but yet and still, when Jacob Jacob uh, fell asleep on his way uh, to 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 Haran, uh, he, and he had a dream of the ladder ascending from earth to heaven, and angels ascending descending and, and God was standing at the top uh, of the ladder and, and Jacob woke up and said that God was even in that place. Jacob was, was, was surprised that God would show up where he was and maybe that's where some of you are today. You, you need to magnify God and see him as the God who will show up where you are. God can show up anywhere. Isaiah already may have known God, but when he came into the temple and saw God high and lifted up and his train filling the temple, he was so convicted as the angels cried out, holy, 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 that it convicted Isaiah and it adjusted how Isaiah saw God. God wants us to know him, but you can never know God completely. You can never know God fully. You can never have God figured out. And sometimes we go through life situations that's mind-boggling, that's really perplexing. Even the most intelligent and well-trained theologian calls us to have to go back and re-examine uh, our, our perspective of God. But be assured, child of God, God wants you to know him. In Jeremiah chapter 9 verse 23 and the few verses following the word of God says this is what the Lord says don't let the wise boast in their wisdom or the powerful boast in their power or the rich boast in their riches but those who wish to boast should boast in this alone that they truly know me and understand that I am the Lord who demonstrates unfailing love and who brings justice and righteousness to the earth and that I do light in these things I the Lord have spoken God wants us to know him God wants you to know him intimately God wants you to know him personally God wants you to know him as a result of your experiences with God and you can know God you can improve in your knowledge of God you you can know God more fully and more accurately for to know God we we are to know God and see him as bigger than our problems bigger than our troubles we we are to know God and see him as closer to us than our worst enemies 
days. We are to know God and see him as more faithful than we could ever imagine. Paul would tell us to know God and see him as able to do exceeding abundantly above all we could ever ask or think according to his power that works in us. How we see God is so important. It is so critical because how we see God can impact how we see what's possible. How we see God can impact how we see our problems and what we believe God can do to solve them. How we see God can impact how we see our future. How we see God, y'all, how we see God can always stand an adjustment because we can never fully comprehend or understand our awesome, mighty, eternal God. So I want to encourage you to take David's appeal to magnify the Lord and exalt his name seriously and take it seriously at all times. David is simply challenging us to do some work in our mind to make God bigger, to promote God in our thinking, to make him larger and more faithful and more powerful than we could ever imagine. But I have another question today. A second question, y'all, and that is when David said, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Who is David talking to? To whom does David address such an invitation when he says, uh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together who does David want to magnify the Lord with him who who's the us who's supposed to exalt uh, God's name along with David well let's get one thing straight David had no problem worshiping and praising God by himself David had no problem with, with worshiping and adoring and loving on God as an individual alone. David is the one who would pin the words, the Lord is my shepherd. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And then David, in another psalm, David says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. And then in our text today, he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. But in verse 3, in verse 3, he makes an appeal for others uh, to magnify the Lord with him and exalt his name uh, along with David. But also, let me say this, that David's invitation to magnify God anyway, watch this, it is not a coping mechanism. It is not something to do to enable you to make it through the day or make it through the week or make it through your season. No, even as I shared with you last Sunday, that this that, that what David is inviting us to do is something that worshipers simply do. This is just what we do as we worship and work. We engage in warfare in our minds so that we war for a mindset and a disposition of heart that undergates, undergirds faith in God and faithful allegiance to him. It is an invitation to see God, to approach God, and live for God the way he desires, demands, and deserves. But again, to whom is David speaking? David does not want to magnify or exalt the Lord alone. To whom does he extend this invitation? Well, it may have been to the persons he addressed in verse number 2. As you look at Psalm 34 and 2, David says, I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless... 
The King James Version refers to them as the humble. They're the needy, the less fortunate. He says, let them take heart or let them be glad. David may have been, in verse 3, referring to the folks, the folks that he mentioned in verse number 2. Because legend had it that David penned the words in our psalm as he hid in a cave after he left the presence of King Achish. And then as we look at the background, some of the historical background in other passages of scripture, we find that as David hides in this cave, as he penned the words in Psalm 34, David was not in the cave alone. For in 1 Samuel chapter 22 verses 1 and 2 lets us know that some people came and joined David in the cave. David may have been talking to them. In 1 Samuel chapter 22 verses 1 and 2 uh, which is a part of the story behind what David was experiencing when he wrote Psalm 34. 1 Samuel 22 1 and 2 says David therefore departed thence. And he escaped to the cave Adullam, and when his brethren and all his father's uh, house heard it, they went down thither to him. And everyone that was in distress, and everyone that was in debt, and everyone that was discontented gathered themselves unto him, and he became a captain over them, and there were with him about 400 men. So as David hides out in this cave, eventually, it seems as if David, David had some company to join him. People who were needy, uh, discontented, in debt, and disheartened. David may have been extending this invitation to magnify and exalt the name of the Lord. Maybe he was talking to these people who were in the cave with him. Could, could David be saying to them and just to, some of, just to uh, some of us as well that if you are uh, in distress and in debt and discontented to you also David would say oh magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together uh, to the mother who is in distress to, to the single mother who is already struggling and the quarantine made it worse David may be saying to you oh magnify the Lord with me let us exalt exalt his name together to those of you out of work and you're wondering how you and your kids are going to make it David says oh magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together to the grandmother raising her grandchildren and at high risk for catching COVID-19 oh magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together to those of you who have no health insurance and, or cannot afford to get your prescription filled, maybe to you, David says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. To every pastor who is already struggling in ministry prior to the shelter in place, to you, David says, oh, magnify the Lord with me and, magna and let us exalt his name together. To those of you who are tired of your people killing one another and injustice when other folk kill your folk and get away with it until the video is leaked David says oh magnify the Lord with me register to vote get yourself to the polls and let us exalt his name together David y'all David with all that he's going through as he penned the words to this psalm don't you know that by this time David could have already died when Saul King Saul had thrown a spear at David it was God who made sure that that spear did not hit David but David could have died by now by the hands of Saul David David could have died when he went up against Goliath David could have died when he went up against a lion and a bear to protect his flock by this time y'all David could have died 
pride. But David must realize that it was, it was because of God's goodness and God's mercy that David is kept alive. And maybe if you are watching or streaming or hearing on the conference call today and you realize you could have been dead by now if it had not been for the Lord on your side, maybe you with me ought to magnify the Lord and let us exalt his name together. Perhaps the invitation is extended to needy folks to humble folks, to broke, busted, and disgusted folks, to folks who feel like they always get the short end of the stick, to disenfranchised folk, to marginalized folks, to the least, the unlikely, and the left out, to folks who are tired of being on the bottom, tired of being tired, tired of dying, tired of feeling like they're really at the end of their rope, tired of praying and seeing nothing happen, tired of sowing seed and reaping more bills, tired of sorry trifling men, tired of the disrespect, the dishonesty and the degradation at every turn. But yet and still I raise the question, to whom is David speaking? To whom does he extend this invitation to magnify the Lord with him and to exalt his name together? But don't get it twisted. David may have been extending this invitation not only to needy folk. David may have been extending this invitation to folk who think they have it going on. People, people, maybe David is, is extending this invitation to people who are doing well and living their lives like they're golden. Maybe they, maybe you and I need to magnify and exalt the name of the Lord. Because if you are not running for your life, if no one is out to kill you, if you are not hiding in a cave, but rather you're living your life in your subdivision in the suburbs with your college degree, you're in good health, you have health insurance, you have dental insurance. You have vision insurance. You have life insurance. You drive your luxury automobiles, your retirement check and disability check and social security check and pension check and check from your current post-retirement hustle. Then you too, uh, you too in your life, in your good life need to join David and the rest of us in magnifying God anyway. Because if you think the good life you've had or the good life you have now is because you've been lucky it's because you've been lucky or was at the right place at the right time or because good things happened to you because you worked hard or because you lived by the saying it's not what you know but who you know or any other notion in your mind that you attribute to your success that leaves God and his goodness towards you and his sufficient grace out of the equation then you need to make God bigger in your thinking God opened doors for you you're not where you are because you've been lucky you're not where you are because you worked hard you're not where you are because of the context that you had you are where you are because God has been good to you God made those promotions come your way. God blessed you with those bonuses. God caused you to be promoted. God kept you physically able to work. God blessed the economy or you to be in such demand where you kept on working despite what was happening around you. God deserves your praise. God deserves the glory. God deserves the honor. God deserves your trust. God deserves your focus. And if you have kept it from him, David is talking to you. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. But let me just tell you one general application that may fit anyone anywhere as to whom David is addressing, to whom David extends this invitation to magnify and exalt the Lord. Y'all listen, one simple way to put it, David is extending this invitation to, for anyone who is willing to join him.
regardless of your background regardless as to what's happening in your life today anyone who is willing to join David can do so to magnify the Lord and exalt his name together David is talking to whoever is willing to join him uh, David is willing to, 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 to talk to whoever uh, is joining him and now even in his current situation as he has written as he's written this psalm uh, whoever would join him in that cave whoever would join him in that cave when they would when they would actually engage when they would actually engage in magnifying God anyway despite running for their lives in spite of not knowing where the next meal is coming from in spite of knowing that Saul was literally trying to kill him David says we're going to magnify God anyway and if David was if, if, if some people in David's time actually joined him in, in engaging in this worship they would very likely hear me y'all they would very likely bring up the Passover they would very likely bring up the Passover the Passover that night when during the Hebrews bondage as slaves in Egypt uh, the death angel passed over Egypt every house that did not have the blood of the lamb smeared over the doorpost experienced loss of the oldest males of the family as well as their animals but the children of Israel the children of Israel got the memo yeah they had the blood covering their houses and because of the blood the Lord caused the death angel to pass over the houses where he saw the blood where there was no blood there was death but when the death angel saw the blood from the sacrificed lamb when the death angel saw the blood on the doorpost when the death angel saw the blood over the window seals the death angel passed over those houses because of the blood and God delivered his people out of bondage that night the Passover was a constant point of reference of God's very dramatic manifestation of himself in Israel's history the Passover gave David and his family a reminder a reminder of their history with God the Passover gave them and all the children of Israel a solid reason to trust God if David and those who were with him in magnifying the Lord and exalting his name they would very likely reference the Passover they were to never forget the Passover they were to never forget how God got them out of bondage they were to never forget how God made death skip their houses they were never to forget how God got them out of Egypt with silver and gold and jewels and great wealth uh, they, the Passover gave them a reason why they ought serve Yahweh and him alone the Passover was a demonstration of God's love toward them and his unparalleled power and his unmatchable might our God has no power our God has no has has no has no equal our God has he has all power he has no equal he has no match no one can battle him no one no one Teddy can battle baby face John P. Key can battle his Badu can battle Jill Scott but no one can battle God no one has a playlist like our God no one has a a, a catalog like our God and this is one reason this is one reason why Holy Communion is so important for those of us who worship Jesus, the Lamb of God. Holy Communion reminds us of our Heavenly Father who so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoso 
believer believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life holy communion is to remind us of a god so loving so powerful so mighty that he can deliver you from the power and penalty of sin nothing else can do that no one else can do that no one can grant you eternal life but the lord god jehovah the father of our lord and savior jesus christ no one else but god can say to a sinner i can make you a new creature i can make all things pass away and all things in your life to become new no one else can raise you from being dead in your trespasses and sins and make you alive in jesus christ no one else can save you by grace through faith and make you his own personal masterpiece no one no one else can supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus no one else can heal you from sin and disease by the stripes of Jesus no one else can cause you to walk under an open heaven but God no one else no no one else in the church of old the old saints used to put it like this can't nobody do me like Jesus Jesus. Can't nobody do me like the Lord. So I just want if there's anybody I just want to know if there's anybody anybody streaming or joining in the conference call who's willing to remember that God brought you out of sin God brought you out of bondage or maybe there's another situation that's much more personal much more up close and much more power much more personal than than even being brought out of sin I would encourage you to join in the fun don't let me and David magnify God by ourselves don't 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 let us exalt his name by ourselves join in the fun if you can bear witness that can't nobody do us like jesus i want to encourage you magnify god anyway even with tears streaming down your eyes magnify god anyway may find yourself in a situation you don't know how you're going to come out magnify God anyway you may have more money or more bills or more, more bills and more days at the end of the month than you have money but magnify God anyway he's bigger than your situation he's bigger than your problem he's bigger than the pandemic he's bigger than unemployment he can still provide for you he can still heal your body he he's still able to turn your situation around if you can bear witness, I would encourage you to join in the party because I know that this is something that you can do on your own. I know you can magnify the Lord and exalt him by yourself, but being transparent with your struggles and testifying of what God has done is much more meaningful and impactful when you do it with other worshipers. And I know that this social distancing, that this quarantine is being sheltered in place can be so traumatizing, especially for our brothers and sisters who live alone. But just because you live alone does not mean that you must worship alone. It does not mean, it does not mean that you have to magnify magnify God alone I'm here to tell you that if you begin to be transparent as to what God has done for you and testify of the amazing mighty things God for you someone else who can also bear witness will join in the party oh bless his holy name this is something that we ought to do together do it by yourself but at the same time join in the praise party with other people who are willing to magnify god anyway well we understand what david meant when he told us to magnify the lord with him 
and exalt his name for us to exalt his name together we, we we have an idea as to who to whom david was issuing this invitation uh, to to needy people or even people who have it going on basically it boils down to anyone who is willing doesn't matter what your background is doesn't matter what your current station is uh, uh anyone who is willing can magnify god anyway with us and exalt his name together but there's another question that i have there's another question there's there's another question if we join in with david if we join in with david there's something we need to be aware of if we join in in magnifying and exalting the name of the lord with david we need to be aware that we're joining in with someone who is running for their life right now but let's not forget that david has been anointed David has been anointed. David was anointed prior to all of this drama. He was anointed to become the next king of Israel. 1 Samuel chapter 16 verse 13. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and, to anoint, and anointed him. David in the midst of his brethren. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. David was anointed long before all of this drama. Why did God anoint David way back then? David is anointed to become the next king of Israel. And when David was first anointed by Reverend Dr. Samuel, many scholars believe that David may have been around 15 years old. 15 years old to become the next king of Israel. And here he is now around 25 to 30 years old running, running for his life, running for his life. David, David is running for his life. Why? 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 Why did God anoint him uh, possibly 10 years ago? Possibly 10, 10 years ago. Why? Why? Why would God anoint David so soon? Why would God? Why wouldn't God wait? Why wouldn't God wait until all of this drama is over? And then anoint David to become the king of all Israel. Why, why anoint David at 15? And then 10, 15 years later, he's still, and even 20 years later, David would still be running for his life. Maybe God anointed David at 15, knowing that David would be running for his life at the age of 25 or 30, so that David would have another personal intimate point of reference to keep in mind that God would would use him anyway that that God had purpose for him anyway maybe maybe in the cave David would have to remind himself I'm still anointed I'm, I'm running for my life but I'm still anointed I'm being hunted as if I'm some wild animal but I'm still anointed God could have waited to anoint David but, but God anointed David prior to all of this drama and when David was anointed to become king the spirit of God came upon him from that day from that day forward maybe y'all maybe a part of magnifying God and exalting his name is realizing how big this anointing is is on his life maybe that's what we need to do maybe we need to recognize how big how powerful how mighty the anointing of God is on our lives maybe a way of magnifying God is for you to see God abiding on the inside of you and abiding in power abiding in strength 
power that can cast out devils, power that can heal the sick, power that can raise the dead, power that can preach the gospel, power that can cast, cast out devils and, and lift heavy burdens. Maybe, maybe in this season you need to magnify God anyway by declaring, I'm still anointed. If you are anointed by the Holy Ghost and filled with the power of the Spirit of God prior to the pandemic, I would encourage you to declare, I'm still anointed. I'm still anointed. God, God can still use me. God can still use you. God, God can still manifest his glory through your life. Maybe, maybe that's why, maybe that's why you were anointed prior to the pandemic. Maybe that's why you were anointed prior to the shelter in place. Maybe you need to remind yourself, I'm still anointed. God has come upon me. God has taken up residence inside me. God, God abides on the inside of me and greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. Maybe in this season, you need to find hope. Maybe in this season, what can keep you going as a worshiper is reminding yourself that you're still anointed. God anointed. God anointed you and he knew what you would be facing. God anointed you and he knew what you would be enduring. God anointed you and he knew that he would yet use you and have purpose waiting for you. Purpose waiting for you on the side, on the other side of this. Is anybody is anybody praying with me? Is any is anybody praying with me? I need I need somebody praying with me. I need somebody to understand that, that when God anoints you, God has every intention of using you. When God anoints you, God sets you apart so that he can use you God when God anoints you God has set you apart so he can make himself known make himself known through you is there anybody watching with me anybody on the conference call anybody streaming with me who can recognize but I'm still anointed and maybe maybe we need to recognize that David was anointed prior to the pandemic but watch this when all of this is over and David actually becomes king over all Israel and he assumes the throne over all Israel he's going to be anointed uh, he's going to be anointed again he's going to be anointed again maybe the anointing God put on your life was just a down payment on the anointing you're going to receive when he brings you out of it. maybe the anointing God gave Maybe God gave you a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, ten years ago was just a down payment on the anointing you're going to have when he brings you out of this. Maybe, 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 thank you, maybe, maybe the anointing God has already put in your life was just a down payment, just a precursor, just a layaway payment to the greater anointing, the greater manifestation of his power that's waiting for you when you come out of this. Oh, I just want to tell somebody, God, I believe, God is going to bring you out of this the anointing that he put on your life is a sign that God has his hand on you God has intention of using you God has purpose for your life God wants to make himself known through you magnify God anyway I, I hear what you're saying I, I hear what you're saying I, I hear what you're saying maybe somebody's watching and there's such a critical thinker I'm gonna close with this final question maybe maybe what you're saying is well if God is so powerful if God is so mighty if God is if God is is unmatched in power and if David knew that why is David running if, if God is if God is that awesome if God if, if if no one can fight him and win if if David knew that why is David running from Saul it, it, it would seem that if David knew that Saul was no match for God, 
Seemed like David wouldn't be running from no Saul. Yeah. Can you imagine a Rottweiler running away from a Chihuahua? God, God, God has no match. God has no rival. God has no equal. Why? Why is David running? That's a good question. I'm glad you asked. Because although God is more powerful than what we could ever imagine, he's more powerful than anything we could ever face. There are some things that every child of God ought to run away from. Yeah, every child of God ought to run away from pride. Every child of God ought to run away from pride that would make you think that because of who you are in Christ that you're so invincible and you're so mighty and can't nothing right and you can be careless and go out in public with no mask and you don't have to wash your hands. And you don't have to sanitize or practice social distancing. Listen, God is mighty, but at the same time, God wants all of us to run away from pride. God wants all of us to run away from foolishness. And there are some things you and I ought run away from run away from pride run away from foolishness but at the same time David ran for his life yeah he he ran for his life he understood that Saul was no fool that 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 Saul was crazy and that Saul would that Saul could do whatever he put his mind to do but watch this while we question while we question why a worshiper who magnifies God and sees God for being more powerful than any king's hall, why, why would they run away from God? That's, that's a good question, but, but how about this? How about examining the fact that while David is running, it showed that God was loving and powerful enough and attentive enough and faithful enough and close enough to keep David alive. Maybe God was showing David that despite what he was facing, he could protect him. Maybe David while David is running God was showing him that God was resourceful enough to provide for him maybe the whole time David was running from Saul God was showing him I can hide you is there anybody watching or on the conference call who needs a God who can hide you who can protect you who can keep you is there anybody who needs a God who can sustain you is there anybody here who needs a God who the whole time while you are running from what is, is trying to conquer your soul God can show you that his purpose for your life is bigger than what the enemy would seek to do to destroy you maybe that's why you're still here maybe that's why you're still alive maybe that's why maybe that's why your own respective king Saul your own your own pride is not taking you out yet your own foolishness is not taking you out yet maybe maybe that's why you haven't been gunned down on the streets of Brunswick Georgia maybe that's why you haven't been gunned down in the, in the streets of Warner Robins or Macon or Centerville or Perry maybe, maybe that's why you're still here God is showing you that he can keep you he can protect you he can sustain you maybe that's why cancer has not taken you out. Maybe that's why that heart attack did not take you out. Maybe that's why that stroke did not take you out because God is showing you I can keep you. I can hide you. I can sustain you. I can preserve you. I can watch over you. Is anybody praying with me? And this really makes a big difference when there's no one else you can call. David had no one else that he could call. He could not call 911. He could not call the DA. He could not call the chief of police. He could not call any type of advocate because he had none. All David had was the Lord. And maybe that's where you are today. Maybe that's how you feel in your presence 
present moment that all you have is the Lord which gives you a greater reason to take David up on his invitation oh magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together praise his holy name maybe that's why you ought to join in the praise party if you ain't got nobody on your side but Jesus if you have no one to advocate for you but the great high priest of Jesus Christ maybe that's another good reason for you to join in the praise party let us exalt his name together hallelujah and I don't want to assume that everybody watching everybody streaming I don't want to assume that everybody on the conference call knows his name can I tell you his name just in case you have not heard his name is Waymaker. his name is miracle worker his name is promise keeper his name is light in the darkness he's my God that is who he is can I get a witness here he's Mary's baby he's a bright and morning star he's a lily of the valley can I tell you who he is his name is mind regulator his name is broken heart fixer his name is holy redeemer can I tell you his name his name is wonderful his name is counselor his name is mighty God his name is prince of peace can I tell you his name his name is Jesus can't nobody do me like Jesus can't nobody do me like the Lord tell me can we exalt his name can we lift him up and make him more important in our lives and make him a higher priority in our lives do you know his name if you know his name you ought to join in the praise party and I want you to hear how David says it David says oh magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together did you hear what I said I said David began the, the praise by saying oh magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together has God ever put an O in your spirit has God ever done something so awesome and so wonderful so spectacular and so crazy where he put an O in your spirit oh he woke me up this morning oh he started me on my way oh when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me my soul cries out oh hallelujah I praise God for saving me I ran out of food but oh he came through for me and put food on my table when I was down to my last dime oh 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 he put bunny in my pocket is there anybody on here anybody watching today when your back was against the wall and you thought it was all over God stepped in and made a way and put an O in your spirit if he put an O in your spirit put an O in the comments and just say oh he's been good to me oh he walks with me oh he talks with me and reminds me I'm his very own oh I could have been dead by now oh that accident could have taken me out oh that heart attack nearly wiped me out but oh if it had not been for the Lord on my 
know where I would be. Oh, is there anybody here who has an O in your spirit? Oh, he's been so good to me. Oh, he's causing all things to work together for good. For hallelujah, for those of us who are called according to his purpose. Oh, 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 when I think about your future, I believe God is going to see you through. Oh, I believe God is going to keep his hands on you. Oh, the devil may be trying to take you out, but God, God, God will see you through. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. One more thing, and I'm going to take my seat. Be not dismayed, whatever be tied. God will, God will take care of you. Oh, oh, he will. Oh, he will. He will. I'm done. I'm finished. One more question. Ain't he all right? Ain't he all right? Ain't he, ain't he? Ain't he, ain't he? Oh, ain't he all right? Shout yes. Type yes. Say yes. Oh, he's all right. I'm done. I'm done. Yes! I'm finished. I'm done. Oh! I'm finished. I'm done. It's time to move on. But when he's been good to you, hallelujah, hallelujah, when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, Oh, my soul cries out. Hallelujah. This has been Dr. David Anthony Clark of the Union Grove Missionary Baptist Church of Warner Robins, Georgia. We thank you for listening. If you're ever in the Middle Georgia area, please worship with us. On the behalf of Dr. Clark and the Union Grove family, thank you for listening.